and welcome to Absolute Better Than Pod. Hope everyone's all right out there and is having a nice productive Monday. So tonight on the show, as part of the sponsorship September, I have the CEO of Grind On, also known as Clayton. So how's it going, Clayton? You all right? Hey, Ben. Thanks for having me on. Really, really good to be here. No worries. Yeah. It's all good. We had a bit of a mental evening by the sounds of it. Oh, yeah. Every every day is a mental <laughs> one, to be fair. But um, we get That's used it. to it. It's amazing what we can adapt to each day. It's brilliant. <laughs> there we go. So, I always start these episodes with the same question, which is, how has COVID been for you? And yeah. how drastically has it affected your life? Um, wow. Uh, so, COVID, um, from a business perspective... Um, it hasn't affected us too badly because um, just before COVID hit, we we were only really up and running as a business. Um, cool. Yeah. So business as usual then um, during COVID. Yeah. So um, yeah, it, it 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 wasn't too bad for us because we were still quite new as a business at the time, and um, we'd we were only, you know, sort of in our first year finding our feet, really. Um, It's not like we were at uh, any sort of critical point where we were sort of making massive transitions and things like that. Um, So, yeah, so from a a business perspective, we were quite lucky that way. Um, And, uh, I mean, I've still, alongside that, I've still got my day job. So that was, even though I was furloughed for work, um, you know, that was still keeping keeping me going. you know, with the furlough, furlough salaries and things like that. Um, so, yes, yeah, so overall, it wasn't too bad. In actual fact, it probably, COVID probably in a way also benefited us. We did lose a little bit in terms of some of the events that we were booked on for in yeah. 2020 because there were some massive events that we we managed to get into. Um, a couple of them we'd already paid up front for. So uh, mm-hmm. we haven't, thank goodness, we haven't lost any of that initial upfront payment. We will still get booked in um yeah. at a certain yeah. time when when they start running those particular events but um yeah, yeah these were these were big events we were looking forward to that that would have potentially started really getting us on on the map out there within uh, the industry um yeah. yeah but um yeah you know as as it is it wasn't meant to be and i suppose there's there's no point yeah. in really harping on the past it is what it is we've got to just deal with it but um yeah, yeah i agree you know, yeah. but from a from a, a more sort of positive perspective it's um mm. It did help us in terms of um, we were able to get a government grant where we could invest some of that money into the business. And, and also um, it gave us a window of opportunity to to set up our, our sister company, which is Crawling Dog Printing um, in terms of garment printing, so that we yeah. could eventually take full control um, over production and turnaround for, for printing out our grind garments. Um, and, and then also, you know, being able to, um, cater for for customized sportswear, workwear, and other things alongside that for for outsource business. So um, overall, that from a from a more positive perspective, that's that's come out really nicely for us. Yeah, I get that. Like the whole printing thing. When you told me about that, I was like, wow, it takes a special kind of person to be like, actually, I'm not happy with sending this off to suppliers. I'm waiting a month and a half. So the fact that you've yeah. taken matters into your own hands and decided that you're going to do it all in house really says quite a lot about you as a as a person um, um, to do it all yourself sort of thing. 
Uh, I appreciate that. Um, I mean, yeah, it's, you know, I think it's it's important for, for any business. I mean, you know, it, there's always an element of risk um, when, when you're outsourcing because I, f- I found that a lot of the time um, outsource printing companies, they didn't, they didn't really mm. sort of treat it as if it were their own business. Um, you okay. know, you, yeah. you're kind of just a bit of a number, really. They, they you know, they they kind of work on the volumes. They just, yeah. you know, they get in as quickly as they can to print your stuff and get it out as quickly as they can. Um, yeah, yeah, which, yeah. from a printing perspective, I can understand. But when you're a small business trying to make a good first impression to your customers and your your marketplace, um, mm. you know, you you kind of need a little bit more care, a little bit more, you know, sort of thought into into what you're doing to to make sure that you know when the customer is seeing your product for the first time they're going wow you know this looks really good or this this fits really good or whatever it might be yeah. um and yeah. a lot of the time we just weren't getting that and it was so frustrating because we had to wait i mean you're at their mercy basically with turnaround you know when you're, yeah. when, you're when you're waiting over four weeks for you know a handful of garments to come in it doesn't really sit well with me so it kind of i got that it kind yeah. of motivated me to go, you know what, you know, if we're going to do this, we need to do it properly. We need to, I need to do some research. Yeah. I need to learn how, how this all works and then, and then get it going within, you know, within the business itself. So we can, yeah, we can yeah. total control. Yeah. I'll get back inside in a minute. I just quickly want to backpedal a little bit and just say, you know, what is grind sort of, how did it come around and what was your inspiration for trying it in the first place? Um, well, I mean, I, you know, I mean, I'm I'm originally, if you haven't heard in the accent, I'm originally from South Africa. So, um, in South Africa, the you know, a lot of the time, you know, the the more successful people in South Africa are the ones that that are able to set up their own businesses and work for themselves and know how to network uh, network with with various people. Um, yeah. And it's something that I've always wanted to do. Um, even yeah. when I was living in South Africa, I mean, one of my ambitions was to actually, funnily enough, was to own my own nightclub. Um, and, uh, mm. because I was quite heavily involved in the nightclub scene in my young years, uh, sort of in my twenties. Yeah. And, um, you know, it, it's quite strange because one of my first jobs that I got when I left school, um, which, wow, was like 1996, one of the first jobs that I, I, I took on was actually working for a retail company. And it's quite strange. I was actually having this chat with a buddy of mine not too long ago, who still lives in South Africa. And he was saying, it's crazy how you started up a clothing business or a sportswear business. Um, and yet when you were in South Africa, you were working within a retail business where you knew everybody in the retail industry there. And and yet yeah. here I am now in the UK, 15 years on and, and now suddenly doing this. So it was quite, it was quite a, quite a, a little chuckle that we had about it. And um, yeah. yeah, I mean, so we, you know, we've, we, you know, my wife, Nikki and I, who, you know, she, she, she came on board and, and, um, we set the whole thing up together. And, uh, the inspiration was that, you know, we were, we were sort of heavily involved with, with, with CrossFit, which we still are, um, yeah. you know, so we understood the marketplace. We understood the type of people that we were around the community, you know, kind of what they stand for, what they look for when it comes to their, their, you know, their, their training gear and things like that. Yeah. And um, I just saw it as a window of opportunity to, you know, to kind of take the bull by the horn, so to speak, and 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 set something up myself on the side, and um, and and kind of just go with it from there. And it's just kind of evolved, really. It's it's been it's been such a fantastic journey up until now because, you know, yeah. even even though we're still very much in the beginning stages of it. I mean, I don't know if you can really count 
2020, given you know COVID and everything, if you can really count that as a year. I mean, in all yep. fairness, I'm I'm going to be celebrating my 42nd birthday again this year. I'm not taking on 43. I'm afraid it's just one of those <laughs> things. <laughs> but uh, I don't know if you right. can really count 2020 because yeah, you know, yeah. it's it's such a it, it was it, it wasn't something that anyone was was expecting, and so. You know, we're if, in hindsight, we're still a very young business and still very much in a learning phase and a growing phase. And every day is yeah. a school day. You know, you learn something new every day. And um, yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm just hoping it can continue this way. Yeah, no, I completely understand that. Um, yeah, I think when you start your own company, you have to be passionate about the thing that you're making, don't you? Like, yeah, I love talking to people, so I started a podcast. Yeah. I know some people that make their own beer, so they started their own beer. Mm. company started brewing you know yeah it doesn't make sense nowadays to do something that you hate no life's too short life's too short yeah exactly yeah put your foot on the pedal and go for it and the worst that can happen is um you don't enjoy it anymore two things two things i believe in life is uh, life is too short for doing things that you hate and life is too short for a shit cup of coffee <laughs> I can see that on a grind shirt. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> nice. So, um, what is your sort of mission statement? Because um, I remember last time I came to your headquarters, we um spoke about your sort of slogan and your motto, and I think yeah. you said something about pure sweat. Or is it yeah, it's to be to be honest. I mean, it's still um, it's still something I'm kind of working on. You know, sort of a uh, strap line for for grind. Um, I don't. I I believe you shouldn't rush things like this. It needs to sit right. It needs to feel right. Um, yeah. You know. So I'm I'm very much working on you know a number of different strap lines. You know, even to a point where I'm printing them onto sample shirts to sort of see how they look, see how it feels. See, you know, kind of yeah. just get an idea of how it sounds and. Um, you know, so there's, there's a few, there's a few, there's quite a lot actually I'm working on that um, I've I've written up on my board in the office and, um, I'm, I'm pretty sure I will get, I will get the right one. I I, I thought, I I think I might be on the cusp of doing it, but, um, the problem is I can also, as an individual, I can be very indecisive and, and that's a lot of the time. That's where my wife, Nikki comes in, um, and she can pretty much go yay or nay because I, I can be so indecisive. It's so frustrating for me because um, if there's one thing I, I would change about myself is that I could be a bit more decisive in, in making, you know, sort of choosing and, and just going with it. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, so it's, it's still a work in progress. And um, you know, the mm. minute, the minute that I, the minute that I'm, I'm, I'm sure of it, I will, uh, I'll get it out there very quickly. <laughs> yeah. I think once you print it, it's kind of like getting a tattoo really, isn't it? It's yeah. If you, you know, pick a pony and then it's on your skin. It's kind of like, oh, well, <laughs> there's not really a lot I can do now. I can probably make yeah. it into a horse later on down the line. But yeah. I've kind of made my decision at that point. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I'm sure you'll get there. <laughs> but yeah, I like um, the expression. I kind of use it in the advert on this a little bit, which is, you know, get your own grind on and start your own grind today. Yeah. Um, but yeah, well, every day's a grind, isn't it? It's certainly, um, I mean, there's, the one thing I love about the name is I, I you know, I honestly think it's something that, um, it's a name that, that, you know, that people, I think in all walks of life can, can relate yeah. to, you know, because no matter what it is that you do, mm. you know, you will experience going through some f- form of a grind, isn't it? Whether you're, yeah. you know, whether you're on the golf course or whether you're doing a workout or whether you're just in your working day, 
you know, yeah. you will get those days where you've just got to grind through it. And I, and you know, when we came up yeah. with it and, and I, I was, I just thought that's it. That was it. It just, it, it, just, it kind of just clicked and, and it, it, it felt right. It looked right. Um, you know, when we yeah. got our, when we got our design in for it and, um, yeah, yeah, everything felt right about it. Um, yeah, so totally. it's it's exciting. I'm very excited for it, and um, I'm hoping that mm. we can continue for many years to come. You just got to go with your gut sometimes, haven't you? Like you yeah. said, and just... yeah, exactly. And you know what? I mean, mm. It's not like you're you're risking anything. You go with something. If it doesn't work, you go for something else. You do. You look at something else. You know, you got to you got to be yeah. prepared to to take the the steps and and because it's only when you do that that you'll you'll eventually come to. The right yeah. one, I suppose. The right, you know, the right, whatever it is, the right strap line or the right, the right name, or just got to keep at it. Mm. So day to day at the moment for you, yeah. how is grind going? So In we've started ordering yeah, stuff. Yeah, I mean, we've you know we've slowly started um, getting back on the wagon a bit now. With um, you know, we've got a couple of uh, events coming up. Um, we've had one event yeah. already post the COVID lockdown. Mm. Um, just kind of getting back out there, getting amongst all the familiar faces and seeing, you know, a lot of our, our friends that are, you know, CrossFitters and, and that train hard and get involved in all the, the throwdowns and things like that. So, um, yeah. you know, I don't, I don't want to, at this stage, I'm, I'm quite happy to just take it quite relaxed, not rush it too much because, um, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm kind of trying to build up our, our, our range with some new, some new bits and pieces mm. to mm. sort of, bring out there but also we've still got so much from before lockdown uh in terms of yeah. of, uh, of stock that you know we want to try and sort of get that out get that sold off as quickly as we can but but at the same time um you know it's it, it's going to be a slow journey back i don't want like i, said, I don't want to rush it too much it's um yeah, it's a very it's very stressful when you're trying to you know when you're trying to get things going i mean my the, obviously the, the the end plan the end goal is to is to build it to a point where we can have like you know multiple teams going out and and attending mm-hmm. various events around the country and getting the brand out there i mean that's the goal yeah. that's that's kind of where I, I want it to be um you know when we're when we're sort of really yeah. getting ourselves on the map um yeah. but, but for now we'll, we'll yeah. yeah for now we'll just take it we'll take it sort of event by event and um yeah. and, and then slowly build from there awesome yeah i've seen um some stuff on instagram of when you went to the event um where yeah. was it uh, so that was down in Wyvern, uh, Wyvern CrossFit. Um, yeah. So it's uh, yeah, buddy, buddy of ours who um, who trains there, and um, I think he's one of the coaches there as well. Um, and he invited us to come along and um, get a get a stall set up and, and sort of get back in the swing of things. So that was um, we're really grateful for that because um, we had a really good first day back. It was and again saw some familiar faces of people we haven't seen in quite a while, at least for over a year. Um, yeah. So really good to to get back on on the wagon there, and um, yeah, we're looking forward to the next one, which is out in Yeovil um, at BMB Fitness uh, on the twenty fourth of October. I think it's a Sunday. Yeah. So um, yeah, so Nick Nicky will actually be working on that stand because I'll be competing. Um, oh right, okay. One of the other one of the other athletes from from Weymouth CrossFit. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll be competing. Nikki will be at the stand doing her thing, and um, yeah, hopefully mm. we. We can get another good day out of it, as, as and hopefully we can have a good day competing. Yeah, yeah. Just on the whole competing thing, um, I yeah. messaged you yesterday because me and my girlfriend Hannah were watching um the Ironman in Weymouth. Yep. And I, I I don't even know how I saw this, but there were people walking around town wearing their like Ironman finisher tops. Yes. 
Yeah. And they were just eating ice cream. Yeah. And it's like, mate, you've just done basically like what I do in three months. <laughs> in <laughs> yeah. six hours. Like fucking yeah. crazy. These yeah. guys, these guys are mental. I mean, we one yeah. one of the uh, one of the guys that competed um that we know is uh, a buddy of ours and um yeah, he's he is consistently at a training every day. You will never it's very it's very rare that you you mm. go through a day driving at, at one point in the day and not seeing him running or cycling or something yeah. um and it's it's a yeah it's a it's a tough old event i mean i to be honest i, I mean i was asked <clears throat> nikki actually asked me if i would ever be interested in doing an ironman and i just said i said i don't think so it's yeah. uh, it's a it's such a massive change of routine yeah. when it comes to your training and i'm 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 so set in what i'm doing at the moment and and trying to get yeah. better at that i will you know, I, I don't know if it would be wise for me to now switch that up and, and go on something else. I'm, I'm trying to yeah. kind of get over a couple of niggles and, you know, little injuries yeah. and things like that. So, um, and I'm on a, yeah. I'm on a good path at the moment with that and, you know, and, and it's, I'm, I'm progressing and I want to kind of stick with that for now. So, yeah. um, yeah, so all good. Nice. <laughs> it would be cool at some point if you could point me in a direction of someone that's done the Ironman, I'd love to interview them and just find yeah. out. What's oh, wrong with you? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. I'll get in touch with my oh, yeah. yeah. He'll he'll be more than happy to chat with you. I'm sure. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to get into the psyche of like yeah halfway through preparation. Is there a moment where you think I don't know if I can actually do this? Yeah, <laughs> but well, yeah, yeah. these people are just machines. Yeah, yeah. It's funny enough because uh, I I think when they started they started with the swim on on Sunday morning and. Yeah. Um, so when he came out, I mean, he, he was in the 40, I think it's the 45 to 49 year old category, I think it was. Yeah. And um, out of all, I think there's a total of just over 1500 athletes that competed. And mm -hmm. um, so when they all got in the water, I think he was around four nine, 499th to come out of the water. And he, yeah. ended up, he ended up making up so much time from the cycle to the run um i think in his category i think he finished in the top 10 and overall i think he finished uh i want to say 37th but i don't hold me to that because I, I haven't seen the exact yeah. stats i'm i'm sure i saw 37 somewhere but i could be wrong but just in his category mm -hmm. alone i mean he finished he finished in the top 10 which is which is you know a really brilliant achievement and um it just yeah. goes to show it doesn't matter how you, you get on in the first if you can make it up in your which I would imagine is probably his stronger yeah. elements, which is the cycling and then running. Cause I often see him uh, running and cycling. And yeah. he did, he did say that he hadn't done a lot of running prep in the build up to it because of an, of a, of an injury that he, he was nursing and kind of getting back together. Yeah. Um, and um, so the cycling, he must've made up a heck of a lot of time on, which, yeah. um, which then made the run a little bit more sort of composed for him really. And just getting through it. So, and he looked yeah. on the third, on the third loop of completing, um, which I think was a, a half a marathon in terms of mileage. Um, yeah. You know, he he kind of we saw him. We like gave him a shout, and he looked strong. He looked he looked really good towards the end. So really strong. So um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think he's uh, I think he's doing well now. So it's good, really good. I think the swimming would be the reason I can't do that. I, I think I mm. could probably do a half marathon in a couple of months. Right. I think okay. if I'm really like properly, because I'm doing 10k jogs now. Yeah. But okay. I just think that 
you've really got to know your body, haven't you? And I think yeah. like triathlons is the sort of step below Ironman, isn't it? And it's just an increased triathlon. Yeah. So yeah. So you, uh, yeah, it, that would make sense. Yeah. Um, I mean, to be fair, on on the run side, I w- I think I would I would struggle a bit on the running because um, I've never been a, a strong long distance runner. Um, and yeah. With lower back problems that I had in the past, that would be mm. quite tough to overcome for a run. I mean, swimming, swimming, I would be all right. I'd probably, again, with all those people in the water, that would be more of an issue for me than the actual swimming side. Um, yeah, true. Yeah, and um, you know, so there are some, there are some elements there that, from a mental perspective, you need to find a way to get through it. Um, yeah, otherwise, you're just going to struggle. I mean, you're just you're either yeah. not going to finish, or you're going to get time capped and told to stop, or whatever it might be. So, um, yeah, I, I guess uh, you know it, it does it does come down to mental in the end for for those sorts of events. Yeah. Really does. Well, I suppose like yeah. most high yeah. intensity events, you know, it, it comes down to a mental a mental yeah. aspect. Really, you you know, you you'd be surprised at how much you can push your body, um, but you've yeah. got to have the mental capacity to be able to do it. So. Yeah, physical and mental fortitude. Yeah, <laughs> not giving up. Yeah, there we go. Um, so what we're going to do is we're going to go to a quick break, slightly earlier than usual. Okay, I've got a couple more questions on behalf of Grind. Okay, and then I just want to ask you some random questions and um, some music-related ones. Sure, and uh, even some video game ones if you're up for that. No, no problem. Sounds good. So, um, yeah, I'll send you another link in a sec and we'll okay. get to part two. Cheers. Okay, thanks, Ben. Just a quick reminder that you're listening to Absolute Bedlam Podcast. This show is officially sponsored by Grind Fitness and Sportswear Clothing. This active and healthy lifestyle company hails from Weymouth and Stu I. Check out their website, which is www.grindlimited, which is LTD, uk.com. That's www.grindlimiteduk.com. I've recently been given some of their products to test out, and it's all been absolutely fantastic and very, very comfortable to wear. The base layer doesn't cling to you, and you can really feel the quality of the clothing. Get involved and start your own grind today. If you have any questions regarding any of their products, please feel free to drop me a message on my Instagram page, which is Absolute Bedlam Podcast, or drop Clayton, the CEO, a message on Instagram. His uh, Instagram page even is called Grind, which is G-R-N-D. We will be very happy to help you with any inquiries that you have on your way to start your own fitness adventure. Thanks again to Grind for allowing me to promote your products. Right then. Back to it. Just to let you know that Grind are currently doing a 25% off everything on their store with my affiliate code, which is Bedlam2021. So that's B-E-D-L-A-M for mother, 2021, which is the year that we live in. Bedlam 2021 at checkout for 25% off all products grind. Back to the episode. So what is grind's typical audience slash demographic? So who tends to buy your stuff? Um, 
we have, I mean, we've had quite a, a diverse um, array of people buying our stuff, but it's predominantly your crossfitter, crossfitters, a um, few gym people that yeah. know about us. He had one at a couple of the local gyms. Um, we've had one or two, uh, obviously one or two people, you know, that we know, friends, acquaintances, things like, you know, those sorts of people that have bought stuff just, just yeah. to wear because they like the stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, mostly, I say it's, it's mostly the, the CrossFit community. I mean, you know, with, with Grind, I was saying earlier that it's quite diverse. So in my, in, in my head, I'm, you know, I can, I can kind of see Grind transitioning from not only being within the CrossFitting community or the gym community, but I can see it also as a, as a skateboarding brand. I can see it as a surf brand. I can see it as maybe even potentially a snowboarding brand. You know, um, there's there's so many different potential markets that it, it it could work its way into, but it's it's just about getting it's about it's about getting the look right for that specific market. It's still, you, being able to use grind, but just kind of playing around as yeah. with uh, the design of it. You know, kind of working it to fit towards that specific marketplace, and and that's that's mm. the that's the part that's going to be tricky but you know th- those are the potential markets that i can see grind going into i mean to be fair i mean yeah. i've got i've got quite a number of uh, buddies who i play golf with and even they've asked for you know grind golf shirts and things like that and you know so yeah. again even that could potentially be a market for it but i've had people say to me is that a skateboard brand because it looks like a skateboard brand so automatically yeah. that's, that's me going oh well we could we could make it part of a skateboarding brand why not yeah yeah um yeah yeah supply and demand and all that yeah i can see grind as like an offshoot so you could do like grind skate which is obviously going to be spelt like the cool kids would spell it which is sk number eight yeah um and yeah you could do like the grind is like an an umbrella sort of company yeah and then you've got having all these different having all these different yeah pods underneath yeah absolutely streetwear crossfit I can um, I can even picture yeah. Grind as a as a cafe one day as well, like Grind Cafe. Yeah, you know, like Grind a, Coffee, Grind Grind Coffee, Grind that's Cafe it. Coffee Shop. You know, it, like you know, it just it works. It works so well, and that's what I love yeah. about it. It just it works, and it's it's something that it's it's a word that people use pretty much every day in everyday life, and and that's yeah. that's the purpose behind it. That's the whole idea behind right. it. You know, so from from our side it's it's all just about exposure it's just about getting it in front of people getting people wearing it getting people talking about it and um and because i say like i said before it's something that people can relate to in in all aspects of life yeah yeah why restrict it to just one thing if it's something that permeates everything absolutely yeah definitely um i think something that would really help accelerate that growth obviously i know you're quite early days at the moment is just that brand ambassador sort of ness of um, going to events and saying, right, if you really like our stuff, random woman, yeah, yeah, <laughs> we'll send you some stuff, and yeah. you just need to wear it basically, yeah. and put some stuff on Instagram, and yeah, you know, say why you like it, and put a yeah, post absolutely. up, and absolutely, that sort of stuff, isn't it? I must be honest, I still need to learn a little bit about how that whole how how that whole agreement works with with. Um, mm ambassador athletes and things like that but i it's something that i'd very much like to get on board with um i just feel i need to understand it a bit more um you know in terms of because i would imagine there are contracts involved and things like that and so 
mm. you know, it's it's always difficult because it's about finding the the, the right sort of person. Because yeah. at, at the moment, you know, we we would be at a point where sure we can we can supply you know mm. a, a good range of 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 clothing for them to wear and promote. Um, yeah. And I don't know. I mean, you know, we would need to find the right sort of athlete that would that would, for example, have enough following on their social media pages where they can yeah. say, for, we, we would say, well, for example, they get a code, someone buys a grind top or a grind pair of leggings or whatever, and uses that specific code, then they make a percentage of every sale that we get through them to initially get the ball rolling. And then as yeah, we grow, it. we can then improve that that's relationship it. and that specific agreement, if you like, to say, right, no, well, now we're at a point where we can actually pay you mm-hmm. something set for promoting our stuff. I mean, uh, you know, I don't know how a lot of these other, you know, a lot of the other sort of retail brands started, but that, that in my mind, that's, I would imagine that's how it would work. But it's, again, yeah. it's about finding um, <clears throat> the right, the right athlete to do it. Cause a lot of the, uh, even some of the semi pro athletes mm. that are, are performing at a, at a, at a good level are, you know, they've, they've, they've contracted in with, with various, yeah retail brands and things like that so mm-hmm. it's a it's a it's a very competitive industry and it's it's one that um will take us it will take us time to find our feet properly with it like i say we're still yeah. a very you know very small fish but um yeah it's a very it's a very exciting road ahead and um mm. i i really hope that um we can find that sort of that same sort of success like a lot of the other big brands yeah i think brand loyalty is really important nowadays because yeah loyalty doesn't really mean a lot like i'm currently with the aa breakdown cover for my car Mm. and if the rac randomly emailed me one day and said we could do your aa agreement for half the price yeah then i wouldn't think twice about it no i mean it doesn't mean anything anymore to have but it does mean a lot when you say i only want to wear grind clothing yeah you know and i only want to wear nike shoes and sometimes it doesn't even have to be contractually agreed. It's just, I really like this product and I don't really want to change that. You know, I might use a specific brand of notepad. Yeah. You know, Cause that's what you found and it sort of speaks to you. And I think that's where the sort of mission statement, like we said earlier, um, that really sort of plays into your attitude and your sort of behavior. Yeah. Yeah. And you, you, it, the sometimes the companies sort of speak to you yeah um so that's what it's all about really for me anyway yeah. so yeah um, absolutely absolutely agree 100 yeah. so um did you say you're going to yeovil in october yeah so 24th of october uh we'll be at bnb fitness in yeovil uh we'll have a stand set up i would imagine it would be a little bit more the weather will be a little bit colder by then as well um so we'll be indoors hopefully and um yeah we'll have a stand set up there should be quite a good event um i was chatting with one of the coaches earlier this morning and uh he said we are going to love the workouts they look really fun and yeah and um exciting so looking forward to that one so yeah 24th of october we will uh, we'll be there awesome there we go so just got one more grind question and then i've got one a little bit later on okay so clayton you strike me as someone that's very very busy so i want to know how you find the time to exercise because i spoke to you last year at one point and you said you were off to the isle of Wight on a business trip yeah and i just thought this guy doesn't stop 
Like yeah. you are the embodiment of the grind, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> so how do you find time to exercise and what is your sort of typical exercise routine week to week? Um, generally, um, I do try to mix it up. I mean, the nice thing with CrossFit is, um, you know, you, you can kind of go first thing in the morning for 6am sessions um, or you can, you can go anytime sort of between sort of five and eight in the evening, depending on the day really. Um, but I suppose like you've probably heard a thousand times before, it's just, you've got to make time. Um, you know, you've got to want to do it. If you don't want to do it, people, you know, if if you're someone who, who doesn't want to exercise and you're not going to do it, you know, regardless. Um, and, uh, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people say, oh, you know, CrossFit's expensive and all the rest of it. And it's like, well, you know, you, you can't really, it's all about perspective. Um, and yeah. the same, same goes with your training. Like, you know, if you, if you go out on a night out, you're going to easily spend a hundred quid, maybe even yeah. more drinking with your buddies and having a good time. Now CrossFit in a month costs a lot less than that. And yeah. that's surely investing towards something a lot healthier for yourself in the future. Um, so it's all about perspective. And again, it's all about your mindset with regards to, you know, whether you're going to train or not, I think you've got to you've got to have a reason of why you're doing it. Hundred yeah. percent. If you don't have That's a reason nothing. and you don't have a what they say is a why, then you know you you're just you're just going to fund harder and harder to motivate yourself to go every day. You know. Yeah. Um, but when you get into the nice thing with with training and exercising and things like that is when you get the bug for it and you're going frequently, it's actually harder mm-hmm. not to go. I find anyway, I find it, I find it difficult and sometimes find it, I find myself feeling guilty when I take a rest day, you know, but Mm. it's important to obviously rest as well. Absolutely. Um, But yeah, it's just, it's about finding time, you know, and and the the nice thing with what I like about CrossFit is when you've booked onto a class, you're committed, you have to go, you you know, there's, Mm. there's no backing out or anything like that. Well, obviously you can back out, but it doesn't reflect Mm. well and you'll, you know, you I certainly wouldn't feel right about myself for, for, for sort of backing out at the last minute if needs be. So, yeah, yeah I, I generally find myself going at least four times a week minimum, um, depending on, you know, I'm, I'm getting to a point now where I, I try to listen to my body more than anything else. And, you know, some weeks I can go for three, three days in a row of training and feel good. Other times I can only go maybe two days and then I need to rest because my body's yeah. feeling a bit battered. Um, and to be fair, I, you know, I, it's, I never, I never go, go back to CrossFit after a rest day and feel like, oh, I shouldn't have rested as I, like, I feel like I feel good to go again. I feel strong and I feel I can go again, you know? So, um, so yeah, so finding the time that's, that's what it's about is committing to, to that specific time and then just going with it and, 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 you know, don't tell yourself anything else other than you're going because, Like I say, the more you do it, the easier it becomes to go, and it actually becomes harder not to go. Yeah, so, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So that's it. Mm. Really. Look for the reasons to go. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's the yeah. thing is, and and that's why, in in a way, I mean, I also quite enjoy. I do enjoy competing, you know, in in throwdowns because it gives you something to aim for, you know. So it gives you something to target yourself towards, you know, work on your weaknesses, and you know, in terms of your where your weaknesses, whether it's your strength or your your CV or whatever it is, um, you've always got something to work towards. And and that's what I like about it. Like, you know, I used to love going to the gym, like religiously go to the gym, but 
But then yeah. you also hit those stages. I would frequently hit those stages of going to the gym where I didn't, I didn't have any reason as to why I was training. I was just doing it for the sake of doing it. You know, like, yeah. and, and, and it's the same sort of principle. If you're going to the gym because you're competing in a, a bodybuilding competition or, you know, if you've got a personal trainer because you need to get fit and leaner and healthier and whatever, then you've got a reason for that. But if you're just going for the sake of going and don't really have any massive reason, it's always going to be difficult to maintain a good routinal week of, of training. And the, the thing I've certainly found is that you can really, it's really difficult to keep a healthy a healthy diet if you're not keeping a healthy sort of body and mind if that makes sense it all goes it goes hand in hand it's really difficult to train and yeah. for me it's, for me it's hard to train and then not eat well and it's mm. also for me it's hard to eat well and not train if that makes sense so yeah yeah so so it's it's really important i suppose to have that reason as to why you're doing it to begin with to start with. yeah okay. Those two things have to coexist. Yeah. Like I'm a bit bad with my diet. I've put my hands up, but um, yeah, I always get that regret. Like I don't eat McDonald's every day, but do you know what I mean? Like that sort of, oh God, I shouldn't have done that. Why did I eat one more thing than I should have? Like, I really didn't need that extra chicken nugget. Do you know what I mean? Like that sort of thing. I was, I saw but, really, yeah. I saw really good, um, caption on one of the social medias uh, earlier today which is um eat to feel your next workout not to feel your next mm. body fat if that makes sense and I, I thought that was actually quite a that that actually resonated quite well with me because that's exactly what you're doing is you're you're eating to fuel your workouts mm. if that's what you're doing regularly and if you're not doing that regularly you're just going to be eating but then you're and you're not going to really bother about what you're eating if that if that makes sense so yeah. um yeah. you know and, and don't get me wrong i mean crossfitters love to eat i mean gosh the amount of the amount of pizzas and burgers and you know things like that that we consume after a throwdown or you know we we and, and i think that's also one of the reasons why i do it as well because i love my food i love having the nice food you know i don't yeah. i don't like the idea of boiling chicken breasts because i want to go on stage and and show off some muscles you know what i mean like for yeah. for CrossFit, you're you're eating for performance. You're not eating mm. for showmanship, if that makes sense. So, mm. you know, when you're when you're eating for performance, it's okay to have some carbs. It's okay to have the odd burger every now and again, as long as you're yeah. as they you know as a lot of online PTs are now promoting. As long as you're in a calorie deficit, so to speak, yeah. you know, yeah. it, it doesn't matter what you eat really. But and again, you can't also you also can't out train a bad diet. Let's let's be real so you know but again i do like to every now and again you know like have uh i mean my you know my favorite sort of takeaway is nando's and you know and again mm. that's still pretty much healthy which is yeah, grilled, grilled chicken but there's nothing better than a nando's wrap for me with peri peri chips and <laughs> side a side salad or corn or whatever you know it's yeah, like, yeah. i love that sort of stuff um yeah and um so because I love my food and because I, I, I enjoy, I enjoy that aspect of my life, you know, yeah. I think life is too short to not enjoy your food, but you've, you've yeah. still got to maintain that balance. And that's where CrossFit comes in to help me maintain that balance so that, you know, mm. even, even at my age, it's so nice to know, like my last medical checkup, you know, my, my bloods were good. My calories were good or my, you know, my cholesterol was good. Uh, body fat was good, all that sort of thing. And, you know, at, the ripe old age of yeah. 43 like it's you'd be surprised at how how quickly you can let yourself go if you you know if you don't sort of put that 
that extra bit of effort in. And as you get older, you've got to put yeah. that little bit of extra effort in because it takes you a bit longer to recover. It takes you a little bit longer mm-hmm. to to see the results. But, um, you know, you will get them if you just persist. Yeah, I think food, when you're training especially, sounds like a functional thing rather than a, um, what's the word, a, a decadent sort of indulgent yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and when you've, like you say, when you've finished your throwdown and you've finished your event, then you can kind of splurge yeah. a little bit, but you don't want to go yeah. too far off the rails. But yeah, the whole thing you just said about you can't out-train a bad diet, that's like absolutely 100%. Like, that's something that I hear a lot from yeah. like quite a lot of the personal trainers that I follow on Instagram and that sort of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it's good that like personal training is becoming a bit more sort of educational because when it first started being a thing, it turned into a bit of a minefield. Like yeah. a lot of people are telling you to do keto and a lot of people are telling you to do this fad diet, like, <laughs> you know, Oh, yeah. you've got to do it like this. Oh no, actually don't listen to that guy. He doesn't know what he's talking about. You've got to do it like this to match your, yeah you know and it was like oh my god i, I don't it's, it's like they're all speaking a different language yeah you know, it's hard to sort of get a standardized tried yeah. and true method the thing is is everybody's yeah. different so one method might not necessarily work for somebody else Absolutely. Uh, you know so every, everybody's different um so i guess you just yeah. kind of you, you kind of got to just you got to you got to do what works for you and you got to figure out what works for you um yeah. and you know a, a lot of people it's so crazy how often I still get asked how much do you weigh, and I and I, I'm not bothered about weight anymore because my weight weight can fluctuate. It's you know the only time I would be worried about my weight is if I was competing in a boxing match or something like that where weight yeah. is a criteria that you've got to meet, yeah. you know, to fight in a obviously in a certain weight division. But other than that, weight has never been in it's never been a worry for me. I don't care if one day I'm weighing 44, uh, 84, or if another day I'm weighing 85 or 87. That that doesn't bother me because it all depends on what your body's taken in that day, which will determine what your weight is. For me, it's about body fat percentage and looking at before and after photos. So, you know, if, yeah. you know, if one day I'm struggling to fit into a pair of jeans and six weeks down the line or eight weeks down the line i can comfortably fit into those jeans i must be doing something right so yeah it's it's better to rather have before and after photos so you can see how your body has changed mm-hmm. or transfer transformed from yeah. a visual perspective rather than worrying about what you weigh because yeah. you know it's, it's like a lot of online pts are saying now you can weigh 85 you go and you have a big dump and you're gonna weigh <laughs> 83 <laughs> you know it's not, yeah, gonna, it's not really it. gonna it's not really gonna matter um yeah yeah okay so um i'm keen to sort of start this question off we might have to go to a break in between okay but am i right in thinking that you used to be a radio dj clayton (laughs) yeah that was that was another one of my biggest ambitions was uh because i mentioned um at the beginning i was involved with nightclubs I, i used to be a dj in a nightclub and um and then with that followed the radio side and um i mean i was on radio for 20 odd years um and um yeah it's just it it was just you know growing up bit of bit of fun something i'd never done before wanted to give it a try and had a bit of a knack for it and all the rest of it so yeah yeah did did that for a number of years yeah and um when i moved over to the uk uh worked on a community radio station for a little while um yeah and uh yeah kind of it kind of just fizzled out really just managed to find other things to do and things like that so 
So yeah, my next question is about music. That's why I mentioned that. Right. So I think this is the question that gets everyone. I've mentioned it to you as well. Right. Top three slash five albums. Oh. Ever. <laughs> uh, that's a hard one. Um, well, growing up um, as a teenager, uh, so going through sort of my letter years of school, uh, I used to listen to a lot of the Counting Crows. Um, so Counting Crows, their yellow album, August and every, um, Autumn and Everything After, I think it was called, something like that. Uh, that was my favorite album when I was in school. Um, and then kind of, as I got older, uh, I mean, I've, I've always enjoyed, I've always enjoyed music from the Red Hot Chili Peppers as well. I love the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Um, and then kind of got into a bit more sort of, you know, the likes of Jack Johnson, love listening to Jack Johnson. Uh, Another, another really brilliant band that, um, I don't know if you've heard of them. They're called the Zach Brown band. Um, yeah. Yeah, quite a sort of country-based band, and I, I and it's, it's probably it's probably one of my guilty pleasures in in saying that. But I love country music, and um, Zach Brown band. I would give anything to go and see them live. They are brilliant. Yeah. So I would say, Counting Crows, Jack Johnson, and and uh, Zach Brown band will probably be my top three nice albums that I like to listen to. When you're in a gym, what's your sort of? Do you listen to an album or do you listen to a playlist? Um, well, I mean, when, when at, at CrossFit, I mean, they, they yeah. usually got loads of music running in the background anyway. So mm-hmm. it's usually, it can be anything from house dance to hard rock to, you know, things like Rage Against the Machine and, um, nice. you know, the likes of, uh, Nirvana, you know, Smells Like Teen Spirit and that sort of thing, yeah. but a drum and bass, whatever suits the mood. Um, but if I was if I was sort of training at the gym myself, like just going to a, a you know a normal gym, training on my own, doing some accessory work, headphones on, um, mm. I love listening to to hip hop, like old school hip hop, Eminem, uh, okay. you know, a bit of uh, Fifty Cent, that sort of stuff. Um, and um, depending on what I'm doing, yeah, like I enjoy my rock music when I'm training as well. Like good Rage Against the Machine stuff gets me really amped. So yeah. Mm. are you in you into your electronic music at all no i've never really been a lot into electronic i mean i do love my mm. 80s music and there's a lot of electronic in the 80s isn't there so you know yeah. it's um i do enjoy a bit of the 80s style um you know but apart from that no i mean it's weird hey as you get older your 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 taste in music yeah i don't know if it changes but it certainly doesn't start you know i certainly don't doesn't agree with a lot of the newer stuff that comes out um yeah, i mean yeah. I, you know i i just and, and it just goes to show it's amazing that there is room for all types of music out there but you know i, I just for some reason i can't seem to get on board with uh mm. dubstep and i can't seem to get on board with grime for whatever reason it just yeah okay. i don't know i just i'm, I'm not a i'm not a fan mm. but you know i love house music i mean as a dj there's nothing i love mixing good mm. sort of uh like uplifting deep house music i love mixing that sort of stuff um you know yeah. and, and vibey sort of house music um 
you know, I don't mind a bit of the commercial stuff. I mean, you know, I was born in the late seventies and grew up in the eighties sort of thing. So eighties music is my jam. I love eighties music all day long. Yeah, but, yeah. um, you know, if we're talking more sort of, you know, modern, modern type of music, then yeah, I, I, I do enjoy a lot of sort of uplifting deep house and, and that sort of thing. It's really good. I've found when I go jogging, I listen to nine inch nails quite a lot because that's quite mm. high energy yeah. and it, it spans the rock music and the electronic music. Yeah. And some tracks are quite heavily rock and some are quite heavily electronic, but a lot of them meet in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd highly recommend listening to them at some point. Yeah. But, um, yeah. I think I'm at that stage where music finds me. Yeah. And I know that sounds really weird. Get, no, I get that. I get that. Yeah. Yeah. If it doesn't resonate with me within the first sort of 30 seconds to a minute, then there's a very high chance that I'm going to sort of forget it existed and live mm. off my life regardless. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, well, that's, yeah. that's how it was with me when I came across Zach Brown Band, um, mm. literally listening to them for the first time and I couldn't get enough of it. I just I thought, oh, I've got to see these guys live. Mm. And uh, I'm really hoping that they do a UK trip at some point. Um, I, yeah. could, I can just picture it. You know, I can picture them i play some personal in a barn somewhere, all sitting on haystacks and just listening to <laughs> do a really cool set. I, I, I'd love that. Okay. <laughs> I'd love that. For that. Give me a shout. <laughs> I saw um, Dave Gold from Foo Fighters. I think they got with the Zach Brown band and covered a Black Sabbath song. Oh, right. Okay. That was quite a while back. I'll try and find a link to that. It might have been on like David Letterman or something like that. Uh, okay. All right. But I love, I love Black Sabbath. Absolutely awesome band yeah so we're just going to go to a quick break and i'm going to ask you the favorite gig you've ever been to all right so we'll be right back and we're going to play a archie soul advert so we'll be right back hey guys hope you're enjoying the episode just an ad read from a new sponsor called archie soul grooming so we have archiesoul.com they've currently got a bit of a sale on at the moment uh, basically long story short I've not really been looking after myself uh, especially during lockdown and quarantine I've always been sort of I'll deal with it later kind of person really not really bothered about how I look and I think now is a good time to change that uh, especially with like the world opening back up and sort of everyone having massive beards and all that sort of stuff. Anyway, so Archie Soul have uh, beard oil. They have razors, old school sort of stuff, uh, power shower. Uh, they sell loads and loads of products from loads and loads of places. They're from the UK um, and they recently sent me a box of stuff and it's just been breathtaking it's been a completely new lease of life uh in terms of like actually using proper soap and actually having an opportunity to sort of care about yourself and sort of give yourself a bit of a lease of life in the morning traditionally i've always um got up first thing in the morning thrown some water on my face said to myself that will do and sped off in my car at about 30 miles an hour so time to change all that sort of stuff and to actually look after yourself and take some accountability i suppose so um yeah so get involved at archiesoul.com i have an affiliate link with them which is 
Bedlam 2021. So that's going to give you 20% off. Companies like American Crew, Anthony, Duke Cannon, who are one of my favourites because they sell the biggest bars of soap I've ever seen in my life. Ace High, Monsieur Barbier, and Anthony. So they stock traditional razors and genuine leather bags for work and for play. And as always, with all of these great companies I work for and promote for, is their priority is an excellent customer experience and they will always go above and beyond for their customers. And there is a guy at Archie Soul called Mark, and he is one of the most responsive people I've ever had the pleasure of dealing with in terms of business. Uh, he's all about getting you what you want at the price that you can afford. Not going to break the bank. Like I say at the moment, they've got a sale on. So check them out at archiesoul.com. Tell them I sent you using Bedlam2021 as the discount code at checkout. And thank me later because you are not going to regret this, guys. Thank you very much. And back to it. Ever been to? Uh, so what, gig as in uh, like a concert sort of yeah. thing? Yeah. Ooh, that's a tough one. Um, hmm. You can pick two if it's really a struggle. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would have to pick two. So the first one uh, was back in the 90s, uh, late 90s, um, back in South Africa. We attended a gig um, where they had several artists. So they had um, the Goo Goo Dolls. Oh, they yeah. had Lenny Kravitz. They had The Cult. Um, nice. And who else? Oh, I can't remember the fourth. I can't remember the fourth. But that that particular concert was epic. Mm-hmm. Like it was, it was packed to the brim. And um, yeah, they because of all the the various different artists, but quality top quality artists. It was really yeah. good. Oh, the other band was a South African band that that did this this sort of uh, curtain raiser. A South African band called Just Ginger, um, and they did. Oh, um, wow. They also did a lot of cover stuff of like Rodriguez. Um, and uh, and various others. Uh, what was the other one that they did alongside Rodriguez? Um, I'm pretty sure they did a couple of Simon and Garfunkel covers as well. They they obviously write all their own stuff, but very very popular band in South Africa, Just Ginger. Um, yeah, yeah, and they, they, so that was that was a really really good night. Um, the other concert that I absolutely loved um, because they're one of my favorite bands. They remind me of my late stepfather um, with the Eagles. I saw them in 2006 in Cardiff. Um, and that was, that was my other favorite. Yeah. Mm. There we go. Lots and lots of, uh, bands for everyone to check out. Yeah. Love back when, back when Glenn Frey was still, was still alive with the band. Mm. That was a, that was a real privilege to watch because, um, mm. um, there was most of the original, original band members then that were playing that night. Yeah. The cult, my first band, my first proper band played, um, Wildflower. Mm. And I always forget that I can play that on bass. That's just something that doesn't <laughs> come to my mind when I'm playing bass. <laughs> it's literally just three notes. It's the easiest song ever. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's go. amazing how you pick up little things like that. From I used to do that as well because um, I played I played guitar for quite a, a few years um, going yeah. through school. And uh, my my late stepfather was a guitarist. He played he played a lot of local gigs in in various bands, and then did a lot of solo stuff. And then him and I did a couple of gigs together. And um, yeah, it's it's amazing when you 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 got all these favorite songs. And the one song in the nineties that everybody was always playing if they could pick up a guitar and learn it. Was was Nirvana? Uh, was that intro of do 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 doom 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 doom? And everybody had to try and learn that. If anything, just to look cool on a yeah. guitar was great. <laughs> oh, come as you are, isn't it? Come as you are. That's all. Yeah, I, mean. I said come it blue, an idiot. Yeah, yeah. I love. I actually quite. I, that's another album. I actually, love was their Live in New York um, yeah. album. That was that was really good. That was a really good album. Yeah, I learned um, "Man Who Sold the World." Unplugged um, in New York. Show, I think. Unplug, yeah. Mm. Yeah, good album, good yep. band. There we go. Mentioned Dave Gold twice in one podcast. <laughs> so, video games. Now, this is a bit left field. Not yep. sure if you're into video games that much. I was when I was um, younger. I was yeah. when I was younger. So, what's the first sort of remembering back in the day? Yeah. What's your first memory? Like, what was your first game that you can remember playing? Um, God, you're taking me back now. Yeah. Um, so when, when I was heavily into video games, um, Nintendo was obviously massive back then. Um, so the, all right, well, the first, the first Nintendo game that I really got into was Super Mario Brothers. That was, the, yeah. that was, that was like the game. Um, and then, along with a lot of the other Nintendo games came games like Contra and Adventure Island and uh, mm. Double Dragon and, you know, all these other cool games. And then, I mean, if we're talking about arcade games, the number one 80s arcade game for me, without a doubt, or late 80s, early 90s, was Mortal Kombat, the very first Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Man, I I remember, <laughs> so I was I was living in Port Elizabeth at the time, and it was a Saturday, and... I'd also just started working as well. So like I was working as a runner at a pizza hut, at a local pizza hut, and um, I'd had some extra money and I was like, oh, I'm going to go and play this. I've got to go clock this game. And I went into the arcade Saturday. It took me about, it must have taken me about two hours or something stupid like that. And I remember lining up to put in it. It kind of looks like I could continue and, and try and get through every round of beating everyone and then finally yeah. beating Shang Tsung at the end of it and clocking the game, but that yeah, that was that was my number one game was Mortal Kombat. There we go. Wow, the ability to be a kid and to have money to burn. Oh, well, there we go. they start you very young, hey? They start you young. Yeah, the thing is, the thing is, in, in South Africa, like you know, it's you're either. I mean, I, I'm not. I would imagine it's probably gotten even worse now. But it's it's either you're you're you've got extremely wealthy parents or mm. you're very poor. There was very, in back in the '90s, there was still that kind of middle class. Whereas now, there's a lot less of that middle class. You're either yeah. wealthy or you're extremely poor, sort of thing. Mm. So, you know, you had to do something to earn your own jig. You had to. You had to go and. You know, not so much a, you know, like here yeah, it's very popular. Like my wife, Nikki, my wife used to be used to do paper rounds. Whereas, like I back then, it was run doing like errands for for waiters and waitresses and restaurants and cleaning tables and you know busing and 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 clearing tables and making milkshakes and 
serving yeah. food and those, those are the sort of jobs that you got when you were a kid um and yeah. for kids you know I, I would i would easily you know working a couple of shifts at a pizza hut i would walk away with almost you know at that time 100 rand which is yeah. the currency in South Africa. that that was good money for someone in, you know who was a teenager in school in the 90s yeah and so i always had money so and and that that was that was good that was i loved that i loved earning my own money and i think of course yes yeah. probably where it i suppose where it stems from where yeah you know doing my own thing and wanting to running to hopefully run my own business one day and things like that so that's probably where it stems from really that's a possible grind uh offshoot as well you can sell shirts to <laughs> pizza hut delivery drivers <laughs> <laughs> You never know. <laughs> Will Always you give me 5% off if I give you a free grind shirt. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's it, yeah. That's it. So just to sort of go back to the video game thing, yep. what is your all-time favorite video game? My all-time favorite, um, again, Mortal Kombat. Yeah. I love Mortal Kombat. It's just... I. Mm. It was just something about that game that was mm-hmm. so different to all the other games. Even like even Street Fighter. I mean, back in the day, there, there used to be a lot of fighting games. There was Street Fighter. Yeah. There was also even one with dinosaurs that dinosaurs fought. You know, yeah, so yeah, you yeah. Could choose to be a T Rex or a mm-hmm. whatever, and 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 you know, and it, it seemed to be the end thing. You had these all these fighting games, and none of them I found came close to Mortal Kombat for me. It just, I just I loved that game. Absolutely loved that game. Yeah. Okay. So for me, yeah, for me, Mortal Kombat. I mean, nowadays, a lot of the games nowadays, mm-hmm. oh, I, I don't know. They're just, they're so different. Um, and, mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't know if that's just the way, you know, technology kind of advances and evolves and things like that. But, um, you know, nowadays, if I was to be into gaming now at the moment, I would be yeah. FIFA all day long. Yeah. FIFA. I love FIFA. I love I love any sport mm-hmm. game. Basketball. That was another Nintendo game I used to love was uh, was basketball. I can't remember the actual name for it, but it was great. Like you dribble. I th- uh, that's what it used to be called. Double dribble used to be called. Dribble, and yeah. you could you could pretty much if you got in the right area where you're about to shoot or slam dunk, it would bring a close up in slow motion of your player slam dunking the ball. It was brilliant. I love <laughs> that. <laughs> nice. I absolutely love that. Um, yeah so yeah i've always been like a you know if it comes to games apart from mortal kombat i've mm. uh, you know I'm, I'm i would now i would be more sort of i'd be more in, sort of leaning towards your sport games like like i say fifa and yeah rag, rugby and cricket and whatever you can get nowadays mm. on playstation and xbox i think a lot of games now rely heavily on story and character development Whereas yep. it sounds to me like you like the element of picking something up, playing a couple of rounds and putting it down. Yeah, exactly that. Exactly mm. that. Because do you know what? My, um, it's kind of weird. Like my, and I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit the same as well when it comes to watching a, a film or, you mm. know, I find it very hard to sit still and just watch that film without yeah. needing to get up and, you know, often I'll get up and grab the computer because I've thought of something I needed to do or yeah, yeah. I mean, it's so hard to switch off for me. I get it. And, I get it. and that would be the same with me. Like there's so much involved with just, you know, all you want to do is just turn it on and play like with PlayStation. You've got to download this. You've got to download yeah. that. You've got to upload this. Yeah. You've got to get this app and get that, you know, and I, yeah. it's like by the time you've done it all, you just think, Oh God, I actually can't be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just going to turn it off, you know? And, uh, yeah. 
and, and that's just it. Like, yeah, I just want to, I want to get on, have a couple of games and have a bit of fun. And that's it. And I want to go do something else. I, I don't, you know, I, I, time is the older I get and yeah. you'll probably find this as well. The older we get, and the older I get, I find the more precious time is and the more yeah. I want to spend it doing something that's going to benefit if not for me, for my, my family's future one day. And that's, yeah. that's kind of, mm-hmm. that's kind of where I'm at with it all at the moment. And you know, that, <laughs> so just a funny story. So we were, we yeah. recently, we recently bought like a cheapy caravan because, you know, Nikki loves to go caravanning and things like that. And her sister got one. So um, she bought this caravan and the one night her and her younger sister sat over a bottle of Prosecco and decided to book all of these camping trips this year, like loads. I'm talking about like seven or eight <laughs> camping trips. And I yeah. just, when she told me, I was like, what are you doing? I can't, af- I can't afford to go away <laughs> and waste all this time and be away yeah. when I've got all this other stuff I've got to worry about. <laughs> so yeah. it's, it's really difficult for me to just go and relax and just enjoy myself because, yeah. and, and, and I think that's probably one of the curses that you have yeah. that's mm. embedded in your system when you, are trying to run a business is you're always consistently stressing about stuff that you've got to do. Maybe not necessarily stressing, but you know, you're always wary of what you've got to get done and what needs to get done, you know, at a certain time. And so it's, yeah, it's, it's a, you know, it's, it's, it's just one of those things, I guess, but yeah, yeah, that's, that's kind of where I'm at with it, with, with life at the moment. (laughs) Flip your phone over and it's, Hi, mate. Just a quick one. Oh, it's that fucking Ben kid. Oh, <laughs> God. <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's not like that. I promise. No, that's cool. It's all right. <laughs> it is important to relax, though. Like, I yes. really struggle to do yeah. this as well, so I know exactly what you mean. But um, yeah. once I'm driving yeah. away from my office, that's that's all I can do. Yeah, downtown. It'll be there in the morning. Yeah, sometimes oh, I've got to, like, I've got a I've got a bad habit of taking my my yeah. laptops with me, and sometimes I just leave them in in the in the office, and I just think, no, you don't need them tonight. You're mm-hmm. done now. Just go home and chill. Yeah, and, and the sun rises in the morning and sets in the evening, and everything's as it was. Yeah, but I know what you really? mean. I do. So yeah, um, that's kind of a nice little segue into the future of grind. So, right. what is your sort of five year plan? What's the next chapter for Grind? Right. So, uh, I mean, if I'm honest, um, because of the COVID year, we we kind of need to take a few steps back with Grind and we need to sort of almost start from the beginning again, really. Um, so yeah. my, my next five-year plan, uh, so my five-year plan for Grind is to just get it up and running properly again, get back to the events, um, mm. you know, start hopefully – building a team of people that can work with me because there's only so much you can do on your own. Um, and, you know, crawling dog, the, the printing company, the sister company of grind is as a, as a service, because it's a company that's a, a service um, is taking off really quickly. And I'm going to need to focus on both where I'm putting a team in place for both. Um, yeah. To obviously, be able to scale because as i said there's only so much you can do on your own and so my my sort of five-year plan for for both is to is to just grow them as much as i can but not too quickly because sometimes you can implode as a business if you try and grow too quickly yeah um so 
it's a it's a very it's a very sort of tricky one because mm. with like for example the with the with the printing side comes a lot of investment in the high tech equipment which yeah. you need to be getting your orders in to be able to do that and and doing the volume to be able to get that in uh with grind mm. as long as there's a steady growth and as long as we can get back to getting on the road getting you know various teams out there because that's that's my my goal for grind is to is to get is to be able to have you know not just one stall set up at one event it would be nice to have four or five stalls set up at four or five different events yeah sounds good um, yeah. and have have people running those stalls so yeah. that you know it just it just means you're you're quadrupling your 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 growth sort of thing so mm-hmm. um and your exposure so that's that's kind of mm-hmm. my my goal the the immediate goal over the next 5 years for grind is to get it to that point you know get yeah. some branded yeah. vehicles out and my my mm-hmm. biggest my biggest dream for grind um is i would love to be able to do every 4 years i would love to be able to have a grind games event Where oh wow! Get, yeah, we get athletes from all over the country to partake and compete in a two-day event or a three-day event, whatever it is, um, <clears throat> and you know, get some get some DJs in, get loads of all the you know, get everything kitted out with grind, get some DJs yeah. in, and just have a massive blowout party at the end of it. That's that's something I would like to do every four years. Um, I'm seeing like a grind. sort of Iron Man collab with American Ninja Warrior. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Why it. not? Let's do that. Let's, let's yeah, do, yeah, yeah. Why not? Why not? There But yeah, <clears throat> that's that's kind of that's kind of where our that's the level I would like to be at. Um, yeah. Is to is to collaborate with various people in the fitness industry, yeah. and and get a grind games going every four years. That I would love to do. Yeah. So that that's that's something I'm I'm consistently thinking about. It's in the wings somewhere, but. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, we're still a long way off that yet, but yeah, that's yeah. that's the dream. <laughs> I've got a um, I've got a little bit of experience of event management. I haven't done it in a while, but I I know exactly what to do. But right. we could potentially set up a podcast sort of booth, and we can get some people on. And yeah, I like that. I can Absolutely. see that happening if we uh, we start a campaign. We could uh, yeah. start a Patreon or something. <laughs> yeah, oh, I'd be up for that. I'd be up yeah, for yeah. that. We need to do that. Um, awesome. Yeah, because you know what? <clears throat> At the end of the day, you know what they say: if you don't take action, it's just a dream, and it only stays a dream. Eh? So yeah. you've got to you've got to take the necessary action to make it eventually a reality. So, um, so that's why I say I'll start it off slow. Let's get yeah, let's get twenty twenty one out the way, and mm. um, let's let's you know because I I mean I don't know about you, but I'm sure there's a lot of people out there as well that are feeling that things are still a little bit still in, in the air with this whole COVID thing, and no one yeah. still is probably still not quite 100% sure as to how things are going to pan out, really. So yeah. I think I think once we're all 100% sure and we kind of all know that which way we're going, yeah. then they'll, you'll probably find there's a lot more commitment out there from people in general in whatever it is they're doing, um, and it'll be the same for us. Like you know, we can then start fully committing. But right now we'll take it slow, one one event at a time. You know, wherever we can wherever we can be a part of and whoever lets us, you know, sort of be a part of their event to start with, great. You know, and then when I'm when I'm happy we're at with it, we can then start focusing on the next big project. And like I say, the biggest one of all being the grind games. That's gonna be okay. that's gonna be something I, I'm I will 
I will certainly start to work on in the course of the next, I would say, three to five years. I would start focusing on that. Yeah. And Clayton, if you decide that that's what you're going to do, then there's no indecisiveness. (laughs) No. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) <laughs> exactly i can't procrastinate i can't yeah, go, what about this oh i don't know about this yeah no that's absolutely 100 <laughs> um, just quickly obviously what we've spoken about in the past like face to face when i visited your office and stuff is you do bespoke sort of clothing don't you that's sort of promote that a little bit so yeah is it just any garment you're, you're yes. happy to move the logo around and that sort of thing aren't you really yeah exactly exactly so um i mean that's one you know that's one of the benefits that um that comes with with having the printing side is is we yeah. can we can take grind as a brand and we can customize it to what somebody wants so if someone comes to me with a, like a, a a good quality image of something they would like on a shirt but they want it to be a grind shirt with that image 100% we can do that not a problem um you know because yeah. it just personalizes it for them and it and it it, it gives them it gives them their own grind shirt but also their own customization with it so um yeah so that's uh, that's that's something i'm i'm hoping we can <clears throat> we can start to get more of once once the actual um once the actual crawling dog website is is active uh we still we still got our guy working on it at the moment it's you actually don't realize when it comes to a printing company how how much detail is involved in getting the website going it's there's so much stuff you've got to do with it um yeah. But what what we're doing is an aspect of the website that we're going to do is is make it so that someone can go on, they can upload their own image. Obviously, so long as it's a high resolution image, they can upload their own image and they can leave notes to say they want this image with this text saying this. They can write their yeah. own text of what they want on it. Um, and then, yeah, if they if they want to have like a grind shirt with their with their customized artwork on, then we can certainly do something like that for them. So yeah, okay. no problem. That's a whole new level of customization. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. So just quickly, um, I want to give a quick shout out to my friend Scott Biles for introducing me to you. And oh, I just wanted to say that's it, yeah. I just wanted to say <laughs> thank you for coming on this adventure with me because we've uh we've had quite a few chats now, haven't we? And it's been yeah. uh I've always walked out of your office feeling quite sort of inspired, like I can change the world and you know, it's not all going to happen with one person, but I think the whole work smarter, not harder thing of like four of you going to four events. I think that is the way forward, really, is to sort of let everyone know about you. I agree. Than just targeting specific markets. Just I, I agree. 100% agree. And, and that's the other thing as well, because once you start, you know, once you start um, venturing into other markets, then those particular sports will have their own events. So suddenly you're going from doing you know, mm-hmm. if you you can you can potentially go from doing three or four or five CrossFit events um, at a time to also now doing alongside that. Oh, there's a surfing event going down in Cornwall. Maybe we can mm-hmm. get involved with that. Oh, there's a massive skateboarding event going down wherever else. We can go and do that. Yeah. You know, so the 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 possibilities of of this venture are, are yeah. phenomenal. You know, we we this we've not even. You know, we, we we've not even created a spec yet of of what is what is out there for what's us to, to be involved in what's achievable. So, yeah, um, and again, that's that's the that's what I love so much about our brand is, yeah, you know, the, the 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 potential it has to to dip into so many different markets, mm. um, and mean something. You know, mm. is 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 really really 
possibilities are really good there. That's it. And I'm right there with you, obviously. I always try my best to help out at events and stuff. And uh, uh, we appreciate that. Yeah, you I need to come, you need out come to week. our next event, mate. You need to come to our. Yeah, yeah. You need to come to an event and come cheer us on. We'll. Um, yeah. What we go, what we'll do is, um, I, I was thinking actually thinking about it today because I'm going to get some a couple of team shirts printed for my 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 buddy and I that are competing, mm. um, and uh, we can also add on absolute bedlam onto our shirt as well as. Oh yeah. Uh, as a co-partner, so um, sounds good. Know, We'll definitely, we'll definitely put something together, and I'll send it across yeah. and uh, let me know what you think. Sounds good. And obviously, if you need um, shirts doing, then do hit up Calling Dog. I think at yeah. one point you said you were going to um, look into doing Absolute Bedlam merch, which we're not quite there yet. We're not even yeah. a year in at this point, but maybe yeah. I'll look into that into the future. So, yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So I've got one more question for you, but before that. Where can we find Grind? What, what sort of social medias are you on? Where can we get uh, hold of you? So at the moment, uh, find us on Facebook and social media. Um, it's just um, it's just hashtag GRNDUK. Yeah. Uh, so that's for both. And then um, our website, which is www.grndlimitedUK.com. Yeah. That's, uh, that's the website. Um mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, we're we're locally based in here in Weymouth. Um, and um, so yeah, if you're ever in the area and you want to come pop by and say hi, yeah, um, by all means, pop in. <laughs> yes. And you're quite active on Instagram as well, aren't you? Yep. Yeah, I try to I try to be as active as I can. Some days I'm quite lazy. Um, we are in the process actually. Um, so my my business partner for um, for crawling dog, him and I are in the process of uh, working with someone who has got a lot of marketing experience, um, a lot of online marketing experience. So we, we're looking to bring her in at some point and yeah. um, and get her promoting um, on both and and potentially bringing in some new contracts on the printing side and things like that. So. Um, that's a work in progress. Like I say, you've got to at some point start building a team of people to sort of take a bit of the workload because you just, it's just not possible to do it all on your own. Um, so yeah, that's kind of the next phase that we're looking at at this stage and, um, yeah, sort of take it from there really. There we go. And what a better time to ask you the number one question on absolute better than podcast, which is Clayton. Yes. What is your go-to meal deal? My go-to meal deal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so at the moment, um, I am absolutely loving a little takeaway place in town called Rio's. Okay. I don't know if, you, I don't know if you've seen them. Um, no. But um, they are in St. Mary Street in Weymouth, and they are just opposite. I think they're opposite Marks and Spencer, um, or just a little bit past Marks and Spencer. Oh, yeah. Um. Very similar to Nando's, and because obviously mm. Nando's is in Dorchester, mm. um, Rio's is closer, and they are the nearest thing to a Nando's. And if someone said to me now, "Do you want to take away?" I'd be like, yeah, "Let's get Rio's. Rio's is the, mm. I, I love. Okay. I love their food. It's really good. It's a bit spicy, yeah. but on the spicy side, even for a lemon and herb, a lemon mm. and herb chicken. But if you like spicy, then it's right up your street. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Possible brand partnership with them then as well you never know anything grind chicken (laughs) (laughs) love it yeah well it's been a pleasure speaking to you clayton and i'll speak to you soon
thank you for and, having um, me on appreciate it no worries thanks for listening guys and i'll speak to you soon take care, take care. bye hey guys we've got september band of the month we've got honey flux so they're a newcastle based band um they're quite hard to pinpoint exactly what they sound like they kind of sound like the love child of led zeppelin Soundgarden and a bit of the war on drugs thrown in for good measure um check out their most recent singles on spotify which is tear us apart and then hourglass they're playing a gig on the 19th of september at anarchy brewery in newcastle so that's at 7 30 p.m they are the main support uh for a band called let me absolutely bang on this they are supporting a band called Sarpa Solpa, and the band opening that night are the Lulas. So we've got a beautiful little honey flux sandwich. So be sure to check that out. £7 advance ticket sales, £10 on the door ticket sales. Uh, yeah, band of the month, honey flux. So be sure to check them out in September, and we will speak to you in October with a new band. But in the meantime, Check out Honey Flux on Instagram, Facebook, and all that stuff. Cheers! Hey guys, got a new ad read for you. We've got Made Sure Wax Melts. So if you use the code BEDLAM20 at checkout, you will get 20% off. BEDLAM20 for 20% off. So the website for Made Sure is madesure.bigcartel.com. So wax melts to suit every mood, every emotion, every feeling. Currently gearing up for Halloween. So uh, yeah, handmade wax melts. Get involved. Um, haven't had a bad bit of feedback yet. So there we go. Shout out to Hannah for uh, making the best wax melts in Dorset. Bar none. So made sure. It's Bedlam 20 for 20% off your entire order at checkout. Cheers. Hope you enjoyed that episode, guys. Um, I'm just doing this as a pre-recorded segment because I always forget. Please consider subscribing for weekly uploads. Um, sometimes I do two in one week. So yeah, please do uh, consider sharing this with your friends and telling everyone that you know. And yeah, I'll see you in the next one. Cheers.